Hi guys, I hope you're having an amazing, beautiful, positive day. I'm sending you so much love and so much peaceful, balanced energy wherever you are in this world. Thank you so much for being here. Now I'm not doing this conversation over my microphone. This is on my phone because this is kind of a tough subject and I... I wanted to just feel comfortable in the space as I'm speaking on this topic, healing sacred sexuality. Now, a lot of us, and I know it's a lot of us, have gone through our life feeling a lot of shame surrounding sexual, you know, sex, sorry, sexual. <laughs> um, and we have acted out of our lower timelines of ourselves we have acted out of our unhealed wounds when it came to sex when it comes to sex when you're you know relating to people this very skewed idea surrounding sex and and connection and a lot of this comes from early exposure to pornography Yes, there's going to be a trigger warning on this episode because I'm going to be speaking about some things that might be triggering to some people. Uh, if you haven't, you know, began that healing journey, um, those of you that have experienced sexual trauma or just, you know, uncomfortable things that you might have to process through from hearing this podcast, there is a trigger warning. But if you are willing to stay with me through this podcast, you might find some healing and understanding, really allowing yourself to shift perspectives, shift perception on your life and have some really deep healing because of it. I'm going to share my story, a bit of my story. And I'm doing this because I'm feeling really called to do so. I'm feeling like it's a message that needs to be heard. There is so many young women and men that are growing up that have been exposed to things that were, they were pre-mature um, to see. And it has really kind of brought them into this whole different reality and experience for themselves, not, not necessarily, you know, creating a safe space for them. Because we're really not meant to be introduced to sex until later in our life when we, you know, evolve and we go through our puberty phase and we, you know, are becoming a young adult and we get start getting all these hormones and feelings and, you know, that's when we're, you know, really supposed to be processing in that moment those changes in our body and in relation to the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever, you know, you're, whatever you are attracted to, maybe both. <laughs> this is a podcast for everyone. And um, so I want to share this because I want people to understand that there are people out there that prey on these young children, that prey on you as an adult to pull you in through these sexual kind of 
like it's like a trance like you're you're in a trance you're you know you're being triggered uh you're having an arousal feeling you know images you see everything noises visuals you know it just everything in our everyday life is like hyper sexualized and so it pulls us away from our divinity now we can be sexual we came here to be sexual we are sexual beings when we connect with somebody or even on our own when we orgasm we are closest to source that is when we are in our in our body are we are the most present and spiritually connected to source when we are having an orgasm but these powers that be these dark entities they know that and so they have found a way to capture the beauty of that and turn it into something that has created addiction and keeps people from living their full potential because our life force energy is through our sexual energy being able to hold on to that life force energy and let it manifest in, in so many ways, right? Really just viewing our body as beautiful and not allowing somebody into that space just because, you know, we like the way they look or, you know, we feel like we need to, to connect with them and, and allow them into our body. No, like really just pulling us away from that by keeping us so stimulated and overly sexually stimulated constantly throughout our days. And really removing the idea of our body being a temple. And so I have done much work and I still to this day have a lot of work to do because there are some things that I have gone through in my life um, that they don't still, you know, they don't still have a really negative effect on me, but Sometimes they keep me from really going into that space with uh, somebody, really connecting with somebody, allowing myself to orgasm. And, you know, again, guys, this podcast isn't for everybody. This is just for those of you that really want to heal because it's our birthright here to experience that moment of orgasm with a person or with ourselves and really be free in that moment and really go there because a lot of us stop ourselves from going there. Or you go there and it's not a spiritual thing. You just go in there because, again, how society is created, you know, media and television and music has created it, is that it is not a sacred thing. And it is a sacred thing. It is the most sacred thing. It is what, gr it, it is what brings, you know, us to source to touch that vibration of the highest frequency purity um you know the essence of who we are here is to be able to experience source through orgasming and through sex and what the powers that be have done is they've taken away the sacredness of this sexual experience for us here so i want to do this podcast today because i really hope that those of you listening are going to see things differently and you're going to be in a protector role for those younger people around you. Maybe you have children. 
I want you to hear my story because I want you to understand these negative effects. And maybe this is your story too. So I remember when I was about eight years old, I was at a Britney Spears concert with my friends from school. We were eight. And one of the girls, we had our own room in a hotel. We, we, we stayed in a hotel. Her father stayed in um, the living room and, and we had the door shut. And she turned on porn. And I had never seen porn before. And as a child, you're so curious, right? Not only that, but when you watch porn, like you're being aroused. Like you, you feel the sensations, all these feelings inside of you. And that is just what happens. It, it Naturally, it just does that because naturally we're a sexual being. So when we see something, we're going to you know, be curious and, and all these feelings and hormones are going to arise within the body. It doesn't matter what age you are doesn't matter what age you are. Um, And that's really unfortunate because that very moment sparked something inside of my eight-year-old self that was always going to be seeking that feeling. And, you know, I have to see things from the higher perspective in this moment because my friend's father he was a bachelor. So he, you know, you know, he was out with the strippers and, and I remember going to her house. I remember going to her house. There was a, there would be these young ladies there. I know now that they were strippers because I just, I know, and it's nothing to shame anybody. I'm not here to shame anyone. Even I myself has been a dancer and there's, you know, part of my story that I'm going to go into there. But just understanding that as young as eight years old, being exposed to that, when I had never seen that before, changed the course of things for me. So I'm giving this message to you today because I really believe that we have to protect these children. We have to protect the children. They are being exposed way too early, way, way, way too early. Uh, You know, last year we turned on the Super Bowl and we see... J-Lo on a stripper pole. And it's just, when you understand how these small minor things add up to something so much bigger and how they can affect us in the long run, then you can, you can start to see how kind of, you know, toxic and, and, you know, keeping us from our divinity that this matrix system really is that every little nook and cranny of our experience here has some type of manipulation to it until you awaken and see it for what it is until you can awaken and see that the music industry forces these agendas of overly sexualizing the women and and you know um pushing all this all this sexual stuff onto the younger children because the artists that they introduce to the younger children is, you know, now he's completely sexualized or she is completely sexualized. And it's only been a year later in their career after all the children are already hooked onto this artist from one song. And I will give you an example. Old Town Rodeo, Little Nas. How many of you listen to that song? How many of your children and your friend's children, and just knowing that children listened to that song. 
got us hooked, right? We were hooked. First song, super catchy. Young, beautiful, black man. And all of a sudden, he's a stripper. Two years later, he's on a stripper pole dancing with the devil (laughs) in lingerie. All these children are being exposed to this. And social media is so, like, accessible to the children, right? Because a lot of parents are getting their kids tablets, they're getting their kids iPhones and all these things, and it's just so easy to see these things that I feel so passionate to share this message of how really damaging this is for the children because I was an eight-year-old child being exposed to porn and it changed the way that I viewed myself, sex in general, and the opposite sex. It created this hypersexual energy inside of me. Not that I would act out on that, but that it was always something that was in me that I was curious about. And from there, you know, you just, you go in your life again with these, this unhealthy idea of what sex is. Because sex is supposed to be sacred, supposed to be shared between two people and, and God, right? It's a, it's an experience that's to be shared with God. And what porn does is it takes away God. It, it removes the spiritual aspect to it. It removes the sacredness to sex. And so the other thing is, which is really important that I need you to hear, is that I didn't have parents that I felt comfortable to openly talk about a lot of things with. This might be you. You might be the over-controlling parent that wants to tell your kids, uh, control your kids every move and, and, you know, kind of punish them for everything. So what that creates is a child that keeps secrets. And I need you to understand this because I was a child that kept secrets. My parents didn't overly control me, but I just felt like I couldn't talk to them about everything. Like I didn't feel comfortable to tell them everything. So I was a secretive child and my parents did the best that they could. They loved me with their entire being. I feel their love with me every single day. And I'm very grateful and fortunate for that. Some of you did not experience that. Some of you were exposed to child, exposed in your childhood to early pornography and these things because of your parents because of them and their neglectful parenting you were exposed to these things so I really want you to not hear my story and and you know think that oh I that Misha's oh Misha grew up with love and this and that and so she didn't have it hard like I created secrets from my parents that brought me down these alleys and it was that one little minor disconnect of not being able to share with my parents things in my life and keeping secrets from them that led me down a road where I was a lost soul for quite a while, quite a long time. And 
so, you know, I love my parents very much. I don't blame them for anything, none of this. But when you have a secretive child with especially being exposed early to porn and having all these extra hormones and emotions and feelings and paired that with an with an unworthiness wound where you're you're seeking validation and you need somebody's love and attention and affection and you are easily easily able to be preyed upon people can smell your weakness and that was me and it's almost like an R. Kelly situation. See, I'm going to bring up R. Kelly now because we hear from R. Kelly and we, we, we've heard from the, the victims and people still want to have this idea of these girls being like, oh, the girls, they just wanted this life with R. Kelly. Like you have to understand the consciousness of a child. They really do not have any way of making adult decisions we don't make adult decisions until we're about 27, 25, 27, most of us, most of humanity. And that's just the reality. 21, even you're not making adult decisions. And so to understand that R. Kelly was a predator and that these children, 14, 13, 14, 15 year olds, were not making, you know, decisions for themselves. They were being coerced into those decisions right they were being coerced into it it's easily understandable especially if the child is keeping secrets that person has easy access to them that person can groom them and you know prey on that vulnerability and get to the child and then not only that you add in that early exposure to pornography and this is just a recipe for disaster this is this is why I'm speaking on this today because I need people to understand the severity of it and I need them to understand just how common this is, how easily this happens and how, especially now with social media, we are in a space now where this is happening more often than not. This is very common. So my unworthiness wounds played a huge role into why I ended up into this next part of my podcast I'm going to talk about because I was seeking so much validation and I never felt like I belonged in my class my class of students you know the age group with that I you know was in high school and I easily could have been preyed upon which I was so I was 14 And a 30-year-old man, you know, was conversing with me. 30-year-old man. I am 32 years old now. And to think about this now as a 30-year-old woman, it's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. I haven't really talked about this very much with anybody and kind of venting to you guys at the same time. It feels actually very freeing. And not only that, I know that the purpose behind this podcast is to help somebody. Because I'm not the only one, and you might be somebody as well that has experienced this. A 30-year-old man 
We have to be able to be in these children's lives, to be able to hear them, speak to them, understand them, know what's going on in their life. Because a child that keeps secrets could be going through something like what I went through. And it is preventable. So because of this unworthiness wound and everything that, you know, comes with that seeking validation and going through, you know, being preyed upon and growing up feeling, you know, confused about sex and just giving my body, you know, away like it was recreational and having that be something that is so expressed in modern day you know life that oh sex is an activity like you know we go out we hook up how many bodies do you how many body counts you have like there's so much toxicity surrounding sex it has been so demonized it is not sacred no more until we make it sacred until we remember who we are until we heal ourselves and all the shame that is associated with sex in general for you and your journey, like all the things that you've gone through, all the things that I've gone through, I had to look back on my life and process things and really forgive and nurture and love myself and realize just how much of a temple my body is, that my body is not for anybody but one person and that I'm willing to be celibate for that moment, that I want to create you know, a life with somebody that can appreciate and love my body the way that it deserves to be loved. The way that I now see my body, myself, my, my entire being. You see, we go through our life not feeling worthy. And then we allow every little thing in our life to reflect that unworthiness. And sex plays a huge role in that. And it can have a lot of negative side effects this is a reason why so many children are being born by people that don't love themselves because sex is so, um, it's, it's like, uh, it's taught to be recreational. It's taught to be just a whatever activity. It's taught to be, you know, oh, it's a, just, you know, rub one out or this or that or get with somebody, get with that person next weekend. Like, it's taught to be this recreational activity and it is not. It is sacred. And so for those of you that might be hypersexual, it's okay. You know, we're sexual beings. I don't want you to look at yourself any differently because of that. But I really want you to start to love yourself and see yourself as a temple. And really just know that your body isn't for everybody. Your body is for you and God and for those and the person that you choose to give your body to. We choose to give our body to somebody. And I think that when you're in this trance after seeing porn for so at such a young age, this, this is my idea of myself. Like when I saw porn at such a young age, like you, you go into a trance, like you are confused your whole life. And... I had to heal myself. I know that there's so many people out there in this world that are addicted to porn. And to me, it's just, it needs to, it needs to be healed. 
And people need to remember who they are and how, you know, beautiful that experience is, that they can share it with someone, that they don't have to live in this karmic cycle of giving their life force energy away to these lower entities that are capturing them, capturing their souls. Free yourself. Love yourself. Cherish yourself. Cherish your temple. And you will see your life change. This is the beginning of that healing journey, right? It doesn't, you know, just happen overnight. Take some time. But the more and more that we wake up every day, we look in the mirror and we really just realize our potential. Your days will get better. They get better and they get better. And you start realizing you deserve more and more and more. And God, the universe, higher power, Allah, whatever you believe in him or her, will provide you more because of that. Because you know that you deserve it. I love you guys so much. I hope that this podcast was healing to somebody. I hope that it helped you understand how important it is for you to be present in the younger generation's lives. And I hope that it brings deep healing to those of you that want to love yourself more and heal from some of the sexual trauma that you've experienced in your life. You deserve it. Thank you so much for being here and have a wonderful day.